Chapter 5 Transdimensional Connection Not by choice, it seems these transdimensional entities, commonly labeled angels like guardian angels and spirit guides, not to mention a creator, have been for some reason involved with me my entire life. <clears throat> because of that literal personal relationship, very important understanding of the transdimensional realm has been shown me that there was, are both malevolent and benevolent beings at work. There literally is a constant, unseen battle raging on the other side of our dimensional veil. That said, let me begin relating my transdimensional experiences with the event <clears throat> among literally hundreds that most confirmed my suspicions that something much larger than this physical space-time existence had involved me. This first event occurred one evening after arriving home from a particularly hard day's work. My wife and our youngest daughter had gone out shopping and being very tired, I was more than happy to take advantage of the quiet, peaceful house by going to bed early. Barely asleep, my slumber was interrupted by a noise which I assumed to be my wife and daughter getting home. When the expected sounds of their excited voices discussing their purchases failed to materialize and no lights coming on, my heart began to pound. Laying there in the darkness, I was jolted to near panic upon hearing footsteps approaching down the hallway. When the footsteps came to a halt right outside the bedroom door, my heart felt as if it was going to leap from my chest. Now in a sweat with the terrible knowledge of an intruder in the house, the darkness was suddenly rent by a stranger's voice. With crystal clarity, the voice uttered the most ominous words, Is that him? Well, whoever this was, and for whatever reason they were in my house, they seemed to be there specifically for me. <clears throat> that spine-chilling question was followed by what seemed to be an eternity of definitely deafening silence, although it was probably was no more than about 45 seconds. But finally mustering the courage to get out of bed and investigate, a cautious search of the house revealed no evidence of anyone. All exterior doors were locked, with nothing to indicate anyone had entered the house, let alone broke in. It was a major relief, but at the same time, it was obvious something very unusual had occurred. This, after dozens of previous transdimensional events, confirmed my suspicion that something well beyond my simple understanding of the universe had involved me. It were as if someone had made me an object of interest, something akin to interdimensional show and tell. Such experiences beg the obvious question. Is it possible so many are in denial of a coexistence interactive dimension, normally referred to with the generic word spiritual, simply because they have never experienced rational, defying events that defy normal explanation? Doubtless millions of people besides me have witnessed and experienced such extraordinary events. But let me assure you, experiencing such bizarre events certainly results in a person coming away with a very different perspective of what's real or not. Sadly, never having experienced such things gives a person the simple option of denial. For unknown reasons, having experienced an extraordinary share of extra-dimensional events, apparently I'm a difficult sell, I guess, does not afford me the luxury of denying what is brushed off by most as simply strange coincidence and or imagination. That in mind, is it any less likely our ancient ancestors formed their belief systems with their own actual transdimensional experiences as well? Undoubtedly, 
a lifetime of other dimensional experiences would establish most anyone's conviction in the existence of a populated transdimensional realm. After my personal experiences, it's a bit heartbreaking to witness the irrational attempts employed by so many people to explain away supernatural events simply to protect existing belief systems. Evolution, as I believe to be the correct spelling of evolution, is an excellent example of such illogical thinking and behavior. But then there's the old adage, my mind is made up, don't confuse me with the facts. With that in mind, we continue this theme through the next couple chapters, which are dedicated to sharing a small sample of those transdimensional interactions and interventions in my personal life. Having a supernatural event occur in the average person's life is not all that unusual and should lead those to believe in that something very important is transpiring, even if they are unable to understand what it is. Unfortunately, many, turning to religious leaders for answers, usually have them chalked up as simply spiritual but little else. Sadly, science doesn't offer anything better, if anything worse, at best calling them unknown phenomena. If those off-the-shelf placebo answers don't satisfy the person, then nothing out of the ordinary has really happened, then both mainstream science and organized religion tend to resort to ridicule. And if that fails, many science and religious leaders resort to personal attack and demonization. Pun intended. Before getting into the more explicit of those transdimensional events, there are the more subtle ones such as visions and dreams, at least the prophetic ones I would like to discuss first. After all, they are without a doubt the most important of these experiences. With that in mind, it seems no one truly understands the real source of dreams and dreaming, especially the prophetic dreams. These so-called dream experts have many ideas and theories that seem to make some logical sense, but none conclusive. Just how can one explain how our own minds are able to conjure up future events, especially those involving people we've never met and places we've never seen or been? Also, how is it possible people from every ethnic background around the world can experience the same type of dream, say, like flying, for instance? None of us ever actually experienced flying with wings, but so many of us from such extremely diverse and unrelated backgrounds still experience that same dream. Considering identifying an artist's work is accomplished by comparing the similarities in his or her work, why wouldn't the same process be applied to dreams? My personal conclusion is the Native Americans had it right, that many if not all our dreams do not originate with us, but come from others in a parallel dimension, both good and bad. Considering the other dimensions vibrate at different speeds than ours, apparently it doesn't allow for direct communication. So what better time to attempt communication than when we are asleep? With that notion in mind, my own personal experiences have shown me dreams are something akin, akin to a game of charades, a guessing game using our insecurities, fears, and personal experiences. On top of that, there are the detailed prophetic dreams involving our future. Actually, this type of dream, in my opinion, would be more correctly labeled visions or night visions. Beginning with one of those bizarre prophetic dreams, my first came early in the decade of the 2000s while attending a Bible-based festival called the Feast of Tabernacles. It occurred while staying in a motel in Springdale, Utah, outside of Zion National Park. Having gone to bed one night, I was rudely jarred into consciousness around midnight by a voice loudly announcing maid from the hallway. Noting the late hour, my immediate thought was, maids don't clean rooms this late. 
do they? Deciding it must only be a dream, I closed my eyes and proceeded to go back to sleep, only to once again be startled awake by a noise, this time right there in my room. What a shock to open my eyes and see a Hispanic maid rifling through my things in the dresser drawers. After sitting up and demanding she explain me what she thought she was doing, she spun around very apologetically with her eyes full of fear at being caught. She began slowly moving closer to the bed while lamenting about not having enough food to feed her children. As she moved nearer, she was pulling up the carpeting from the corner and wrapping it around herself, while all the while swaying or dancing like Cinderella dreaming of attending the royal ball. Waking up just then brought me to the shocking realization it really was only a dream, or should I say night vision, but not just any dream as you'll see. Driving out of the motel parking lot the next morning, reflecting on the strange night vision, a wave of guilt overcame me, realizing I hadn't yet left the poor housekeeper a tip. At the same time, what a surprise to see the Hispanic maid, yes, the one from my vision, pushing a cart of towels across the parking lot toward my building. After she disappeared into the motel, my curiosity got the better of me, propelling me to follow her and ask her if she was the maid who cleaned my room, which was number 222. To my surprise, she responded with a resounding yes. An apology was followed with a $20 bill, which was very much appreciated. Staying a few days longer, the Hispanic maid failed to appear again, and after asking the other housekeepers about her, was told there were no Hispanic housekeepers working at that, mort that motel, or ever had been for that matter. It was now confirmed in my mind that someone not of this dimension had interacted with me through that night vision and the maid's physical appearance. There's no explanation that makes any sense except it may have just been some kind of a test to get my attention. If there possibly is a deeper explanation, it's still not apparent to me. Another dream, night vision actually, found me at home gathering eggs from our chickens. The strange part was that they began attacking me. It was quite a shock which made me wonder what was up after waking. This type of behavior by my chickens was very much out of character, considering our chickens had never acted aggressively against me before. In the morning, upon investigating, it really should not have come as any great surprise to discover the problem. The chickens were out of food. <clears throat> they had an automatic feeder that kept them fed for about three weeks between refills. They apparently had run out of food for a couple days, and even though they could still scratch up bugs to eat, were quite hungry. Again, it caused me to consider just where that vision originated. How was it possible for my mind to conjure up a reality outside my realm of awareness? I had another prophetic dream with my dog, as with the, my chickens. But another more outstanding prophetic dream came on a Friday morning while staying in Springdale, Utah, this time in 2008. This dream was extremely realistic, again, what I call night visions. In it, my brother and I were working for a couple for whom we had built a large addition some years before, but were now breaking up the concrete floor in a house I did not recognize, but somehow knew it belonged to them. I had not heard from this couple in quite some time, but the following Sunday morning after the vision, an unexpected call came from the wife with the news that she and her husband had purchased another house. She called to have me come and inspect it and evaluate it for them. A few days later, upon inspecting the newly purchased house, it was indeed quite a revelation to recognize it as the same one in the vision. Adding to the intrigue was the discovery of a ruptured water line under the concrete floor, which led to our digging under the concrete in the exact location I saw us digging in the vision.
This is amazing considering the owners themselves had no previous knowledge of the leak before I discovered it. Just as shocking was the revelation, this vision occurred on the same Friday evening they signed the papers to purchase the house. There are those who attempt to explain away prophetic dreams and visions as something like ESP, extrasensory perception, but I'm personally convinced such a label is simply a generic term for phenomena which the so-called experts have no real explanation in the first place. ESP is explained as psychosomatic transfers of information between people. But in order for this to be the case, wouldn't my chickens and dog also have had to be the ones with the ESP? That may be the case, but I'm convinced it's much bigger than that. The maid incident and the vision of digging under the concrete, not to mention the chickens and dog, certainly demand a greater explanation than ESP. Personally, I'm convinced there are many Native Americans such as... such. I'm convinced, as are many Native Americans, such dreams, visions, and miraculous events are definite fingerprints of transdimensional beings, or spirit guides, as the natives call them. Many of the Native Americans believe that when we go to sleep, our conscious mind shuts off, which allows the spirits to inject pictures and ideas into our subconscious. That's where their belief of the dream catcher originated. It's supposed to catch the bad dreams from the spirit world and allow the good dreams to pass through. Personally, I'm not convinced of the dream-catching part, but that dreams do not originate with us, I'm convinced. The Native Americans, for the most part, understood to communicate with the spirit world outside of dreaming was to induce the dream state by smoking peyote or some other hallucinogen, which they would do regularly. For instance, if a village child wandered off and got lost, by communing with the spirit world, they would be able to see through the eyes of their spirit eagle or wolf and would usually be able to find their lost child.